0: Hi, and welcome everyone to Whole Soul School and Foundations Fireside Chats for November 2021. I'm Marie Moeller, and I am an author, intuitive life coach, and a co-host of this Fireside Chats podcast series. And I am back again today with Lacey Frazier, my co-host, who is a clinical psychologist by training and a practicing life coach and consciousness educator today. I want to first welcome all of our listeners today. Our mission here at Whole Soul School and Foundation is to increase self-awareness, personal empowerment, conscious communication, transformation, and freedom in people worldwide through our Good Vibes Broadcasting and Consciousness Teachings. For those newly joining our podcast, and for those awesome seasoned veteran listeners who join us regularly, I wanted to affirm again that our team here at Whole Soul School and Foundation believes that these conversations are the education, and they serve to support everyday personal evolution and expansion in the incredible rising heroes and heroic souls who are seeking positive change, clarity, and greater meaning in. In their lives. So we continue to stream these Good Vibes broadcasts through our various podcasts each month by hosting and spotlighting the insights and stories of great messengers who share their life lessons, gifts, skills, and pools of wisdom that they have gleaned in their journeys along the the way, and I just want to share here quickly that we have had some fabulous mind, body, spirit, fitness podcasts. We've got some really great literacy chats podcasts. We have definitely some amazing transformation talks podcasts in the archives. And where we don't come on on other podcasts talking about all the things that we're doing, we don't post daily messages, Lacey, Yet anyway, uh, here at Whole Soul School and Foundation. But I just want to draw people attention. If you just listen to Fireside Chats, know that there are more. Wait, there's more. <laughs> there is more. So check out our website. It's still in the process of being updated and upgraded, but we do have some every month. We are having at least two, three, four, five podcasts uh, in the different you know topic theme areas. So I just want to invite and welcome people to check out all that we offer. And if you are inspired by our broadcasts and our podcasts and wish to pay it forward, we invite you to make a donation directly through our website at school and foundation.org. You can also purchase t-shirts and apparel from our shop at bonfire.com. You can find that link below this video, and you can also find it on our website. And we still aim to have a Christmas design in the Bonfire shop, so everybody can gather some collective intention so that we Merriment. have more <laughs> elves to help with that process. And that is my intention. So I have already the uh, design. It's coming. And you can look for that in the bonfire shop. Just keep looking. That intention will summa- summon it forth. So thank you, for everybody who joins us in these podcasts and who is joining us today. And we appreciate all the donations that people give, whether you you give one time or we also really appreciate our sustainer donors because they really help us and they deeply support the growth of our mission and the expansion of our vision. And we're very grateful. So with that, I want to welcome everybody. I want to welcome Lacey. Welcome Lacey. Hi Marie, it's awesome to be here. (laughs) It's good to be back. (laughs) And here in our fireside chats today, we are going to delve deeper into the hero's journey. And that leads us into talking today about the approach, the inmost cave. And To seed that topic, and I know you're at the edge of your seat, Lacey. I know you want to lead us into the recap of all the places we've been, but I first, I have to seed it first with some inspiration from Joseph Campbell Mm -hmm. because it's also in one of our posts on social media this month and it really captures this energy of the inmost cave, the approach where Joseph Campbell says, The very cave you are afraid to enter turns out to be the source of what you are looking for. Mm. Let's just feel that for a second. I'm just going to read it again. Please. Okay. The very cave you are afraid to enter turns out to be the source of what you are looking for. And with that, I will toss it to you to just orient us to where we've been a little bit and then we're going to dig a little deeper. Into what Joseph Campbell's talking about there.
1: Yes, wonderful. Well, for those who have not heard me before, um, I am the recap queen. And so I find a lot of value in summarizing what Marie and I have been talking about through Whole Soul School and Foundation over the last probably six months now. Um, you know, Whole Soul School and Foundation, our tagline is where the conversation is the education. And I think one thing that we have learned with each other and as we communicate in our respective professions as coaches uh, as parents etc that that talking and communicating and conversing is is paramount to our own evolution and our own personal growth. And I think that the theme we have been working with over the last six months at Whole Soul School and Foundation is the hero's journey. And I really think there isn't a podcast, there isn't a person we couldn't interview who who, it's in some way, no matter what we were talking about, we could fit it into the language of the hero's journey. Because ultimately, this is what we are all doing as human beings on the planet now right we we are our heroes are within ourselves and we've got to find the language and the strategy to tap into the hero within and and help guide ourselves through through this thing we call life right Yes, So so we are working with Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey and the Stages of The Hero's Journey in order to give our listeners a language to work with as they face challenges, have to make decisions in their life, make choices, take leaps, take risks, etc. And I just love this. I love The Hero's Journey and the Stages because I just think it's, um, it was certainly helpful and continues to be helpful to you and I as we negotiate our own life. Um, but also we have worked with human beings for 30 years now. And I think it's, it's been a language that has helped many people. So I just want to lay that foundational brick there. And then on top of that, I'd okay. like to just review quickly the stages of the hero's journey. Okay. So what we're really talking about is when any of us are, um, we feel stuck in our life, we maybe feel trapped in our life, we don't feel like there's, we don't know which way to turn, we're unhappy, we're unfulfilled, whatever it is, you have to know there is always a way out, there is always a new way, a new thought, a new way of being. And the hero's journey is a, is a, is a language to help us kind of move forward in our life. So, so the hero's journey begins with this, the ordinary world, which is essentially our life as we know it. It's full of our, our habits of thought, our habits of feeling, our habits of behaving. Um, in, in The Wizard of Oz, it was Kansas. It was the black and white world of Kansas. In Harry Potter, it's the cupboard under the stairs at the Dursleys, right? Mm. In, in um, Star Wars, it was where Luke Skywalker lived with his family, And uh, it was the Shire for Frodo, right? The ordinary world. Right. And so at some point, all of us get a call to adventure. We get a feeling that there is something more. We get a feeling there's something more for us to do. And we have to make a decision of whether or not we're going to answer that call. Are we going to leave our ordinary world, the place that we're comfortable Right. The, the comfort zone. And even though we may be unfulfilled or unhappy or unsatisfied or stuck, will we choose to remain in the ordinary world or will we listen to the call to adventure? Hmm. OK. And and from the call to adventure, oftentimes, oftentimes that call to adventure is is irrefutable. It's undeniable. And we're still not sure if we want to answer it. And oftentimes that's when we move into sort of stage three, which is the refusal of the call, right? And that's the stage in which all the fears and insecurities surface around answering the call. Mm. And it's really important because that's the stage we have to answer some questions for ourselves. Is this really where I want to go? Is this really, do I want to settle or do I want to move forward? Do I want to live in my past? Do I want to move into my future? Right. We right? can
0: take two steps forward, and we can take two steps back, and be right where we were. Right. Exactly. There's still that's still the phase in the journey where we're trying it on, but we haven't accepted it. We haven't embraced it. Well, and oftentimes
1: it's a, it's at this it's a, sort of a, after we've kind of faced some of the stuff that's come up in the refusal of the call. Lo and behold, we meet we meet a mentor. We meet mm. we meet somebody like Glenda the Good. Or Gandalf, Dumbledore. Or Dumbledore. Right. And these are the people who are who are wise, who've who've done the journey before you have as a hero, and who are there to give you confidence, insight, you know, advice, perhaps training, or even help you tap into some of your own magical gifts, right? To to overcome those fears that surface during the refusal of the call right. uh, stage hmm. Right. And once we once we have the boost and the some of the knowledge and wisdom and and the support from a good mentor, that's when we move into the next phase, which is crossing the threshold. And that's really the place where we as our own hero decide, yes, I'm in fact answering the call. Yes, I am committed to this journey, even though it, there may be a lot of uncertainty and mm-hmm. a lot of discomfort. But once we step across that threshold, we are, we are well on
0: our way and that to, yeah. And that's this commitment to step into the unknown. That's a, there's a, there is a moment where we, we really more officially commit to leaving the ordinary world, but it doesn't mean that we necessarily know that we, where we're going. We, we commit to the unknown. Well, we, commit we commit to the journey. To, we do, and we
1: also, there's an acceptance. The language Joseph Campbell uses is the special world. Mm. so we're leaving the ordinary world to go into the special world or the world of the unknown Mm. okay and and we also know after we've crossed the threshold there's no turning back right right uh and so at that point once we've crossed the threshold we we move into the sixth stage i believe it is which is tests allies and enemies and this is you know the 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 big journey part of it where we get tested in all kinds of ways it might be psychologically emotionally physically we we meet other people who are considered our allies we might make them part of our team as we make the journey of course dorothy met tin man lion scarecrow right, right. um she and she always had toto and obviously all of these allies were part of her team on this on this journey. They were her support system, and and were on their own journeys in their own right. And during the journey on the Yellow Brick Road, heading to the Emerald City, they met uh, a lot of enemies you know we the witch the monkeys the poppy seed fields etc and so she learned she learned a lot about who's her friend who can be trusted mm. and who is not her friend and who can be deeper
0: layers of that deeper layers of that because i again this is something i've mentioned in other podcasts but we do live our lives in layers and we experience our lives in layers so there are layers of the allies and there are layers of the enemies that she's going through. But yes, she's a great example.
1: Yes, and and it's going through these tests and and meeting allies and enemies that that our hero is really preparing for whatever the great sort of ordeal that we know is lying ahead, you know. So so for Harry Potter, you knew as you read all the Harry Potter stories that at some point he was going to f- come face to face with Voldemort in the great duel. Right. Right. Or, I mean, Dorothy, we knew at some point was going to face the Wicked Witch and also going to face her journey back to Kansas, whatever that was going to look like. Right. Right. So so this. So and then what happens after the Tess ally and enemies stage is what we're going to talk most about today, which is called the approach to the inmost cave. And this is really the stage that involves kind of the final preparations before our hero faces the big ordeal that they're going to face. Okay. And, and I really kind of see it as I'm going to use the cave and the proverbial dragon that needs to be slain. And, and as we know, this could be, uh, uh our own demons, our own dragon within, it could be, uh, a situation in our life that, that is coming to a head. That's kind of the feeling, but you know, our hero within or the hero that we're talking about Dorothy or Harry Potter or Frodo or whoever it is 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 getting very close to facing their greatest challenge of their life and often it could be a life or death situation literally but most often figuratively within the self and the and the approach to the inmost cave sort of is is the stage in which our hero is right outside of the cave that houses the dragon. And we know the dragon is in the cave,
0: right. right?
1: And it's time for the hero to take inventory of their skills, their abilities, the wisdom that they
0: learned in the journey up to this point. The tools. The tools. Many of the tools, which right. are physical and also non-physical. Exactly.
1: So you know while the dragon is inside the cave our hero is outside contemplating next steps right and this is the time of reevaluation this is when the hero gets their allies together and says okay let's let's just double check our map let's double check our weapons let's double check
0: our our our, our morale well the right? armor armoring up in whatever ways that they need to do that for the journey right proper attire right And and also reviewing the setbacks we had along the way so that maybe
1: we can come up with some new ideas. Mm
0: -hmm. We can
1: come up with some new plans if anything needs to be added at the last minute.
0: Right. Right that make sense? That makes perfect sense. And you see this and it's just amazing. You do see this in most well-written stories or the movies that are so beloved over generations of time. It's because it strikes a chord inside all of us, right? We know this and chances are that these characters that we've talked about, they've encountered this villain, this foe, this enemy, right? but they haven't had the final battle yet. So like you said that I-, I like how they how you just described that. How you would take inventory, but you might even review some of the last encounters you had. Of where were they? more stealth than you anticipated, right? Reviewing some of those things. It's kind of putting together. I don't want it to sound so much like warfare, but in a lot of our films and a lot of our characters, it is a battle. It is a war. Well, and the truth is too, Marie, when you're
1: talking about, you know, if we talk about this on a deep sort of psychological and emotional level, and, and most of the time, you know, our own hero is battling our own self, our own ego, right? Right. We're we're kind of at war with ourself until we can get clear,
0: right, about these next steps within ourself. So, but like you see portrayed in any any military movie or operation where you've got soldiers and you know all kinds of weaponry involved, we don't all have to be thinking about warfare, but in that battle with ourselves, gearing up for a very, very, like an ordeal or a significant event, it's coming to a culmination. Yes. I feel it is like a mapping. It's a strategy. It's a like assessing your tools and your resources. It's checking in with where you are strong, where you still feel like you've got some Achilles heels yes. inside yourself. Exactly. Right? I call that kind of
1: reviewing my own
0: insecurities
1: or or feeling of inadequacy or sort of readdressing my own perceived weaknesses where am i with those things have right. i shored them up
0: enough do they need more do, do they, in these last like the final days the final moments before i don't know if you've referenced like the hero as a knight but often that's the imagery right a knight outside a cave where a dragon is inside and I think that's doing that inventory. Do I need additional training? Did In the last few moments, hours, is there a move or a maneuver that I need to research? We might go to the internet right, and say, is there something I haven't searched that I need to just find a little bit more information about that so I feel more aware? Maybe someone might say armed and ready in that way. But there is like a, it's like a heroic fitness. Ooh, I like that. Right? There's this heroic fitness, just like an Olympic athlete, you know, would, if they know that they have nine months to prepare, they're going to have a strategy. They're going to know how, what they're doing, you know, how they're pushing themselves each day. And as that nine months unfolds, they're doing inventory. What else, you know, do I need to lift more weights? Do I need to increase this? Do I need a massage? Do I need, how do I need to take care of my fitness so i 'm at my optimal version of myself before I enter the cave before I enter the cave before I enter the race in that scenario yes. right it 's the same thing, and so but it 's a powerful time if people really if they really can people can tap into what we 're talking about. this is no longer like oh i 'm in my ordinary world, and it'd be nice to have another job or you know that 's like still just entertaining we 're well past that well by past. this stage, yeah, we are really stepping into beyond the theoretical and more into the practical. Like we are practicing visual motor rehearsing, physically motor rehearsing all those steps of the best laid plans of what's going to set you up for success in your journey so that you can show up and be the best you that you can be meeting that adversary or meeting that particular event or that fear, whatever that is we are taking actionable steps here. We are laying out the plans of the actionable steps and we are actually stepping into them some, trying on the armor, taking it off. Does it need to be fitted differently? getting like a, you know, I don't sharpening know, sharpening my sword, sharpening my right? sword. <laughs> Who is that? Who's the person in the night days that melts the metal? A me- the blacksmith, the blacksmith, <laughs> right? Do I need to make an appointment with the blacksmith? Cause I needed to be fitted. Something feels a little out of alignment. We're testing these things. I'm, I'm saying we're just checking all the inventory of what we have. And if something's not right, or a, a belt strap is broken or something, we are shoring that up. We are making sure that those things are ready. Yes. And
1: you know, up until this point, this approach to the inmost cave, it's been it's been a journey, quite the whole thing's a journey, right? Right. But in in like the Olympic athlete training example you gave, you know, oh, I've got nine months to train, so I practice every day. But now we are down to the wire. Now mm. the race is in a week. Or right. now the, the the whatever it is I'm about to face is right there in that cave, and I, I, I have to do last-minute preparations. And that's what this approach phase is about. And there is a quality about this approach phase it's really important to talk about, which is a sense of mounting pressure. Mm. Okay, so... You know this is also a time in this phase when we as heroes are fear you know fears and doubts, and we talked about this a little bit, feelings of inadequacy and insecurity are rising again, mm-hmm. like you know, and we're we're really needing to look at that and there's a sense of of pressure, a sense of culmination, a sense of anticipatory excitement and fear all woven together in this stage okay and 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 the last thing I want to say about about this intro to this stage is that there's a sense that it will be ever more difficult to achieve the goal. So slaying the dragon, winning the race, whatever it is, okay, while at the same time a much more it'll be we, we have a sense it's much more vital for the goal to be reached. So if you can feel that mounting pressure, right, it feels almost more and more difficult to achieve the goal, while at the same time, more and more vital for the goal
0: to be reached. And that's kind of this, that's very climactical in its energy. You can see it in the many characters that we're talking about, too. And you didn't use this word, and I don't know if this would be your language, but there is an acceptance of the inevitability of the meeting, there is this, yes. that that hero, that character, that person is knowing that it's them that will enter the cave. It's not their friend. It's not their sibling. It's not their parent. It is theirs to do. It is theirs to do. And there is at some level in this approach, as it becomes a more active process, it's days away, it's hours away, it's minutes away this is theirs they are stepping into the ring it's their journey it's their experience it's what they must meet to go to the next level inside themselves and there's we've already been past the turning back point but this isn't just turning back this is all this is building up the courage and building up the passion and building up the knowledge inside where This being, this character, because we're talking about real life, because there's real life (laughs) heroes, but then there's the Harry Potters and the fictional characters, but it's both. It happens to all of us. Yes. And there's this actioning, actionable you know, passionate movement energy where they are wearing the armor they will wear when they meet the dragon. They are rehearsing how their muscles and mind, body, spirit are going to wire and fire together as they're doing the duel with the dragon and avoiding the fire-breathing fireballs coming their way. No one else is going to be living that for them. And there's a, there's a deeper commitment. This is in Joseph Campbell's language, but in the approach to me, there's in the inevitability where you there's this mounting tension you can't turn away from it there is a vacuum that's like pulling yes. you and the villain or that other character the adversary together and it doesn't have to be a person the adversary no. like we're talking about a dragon it could be retirement right. it could we're be a, talk about some a treatment right. or something that you need but right. you're gearing up right and and you feel that gearing up energy but there's this mounting pressure and And equally meeting it as a mounting, action-oriented commitment. It is a deepening Mm. your Mm. presence, your fortitude, your faith. Everything you've got is going into this energy. And we're talking kind of at movie level where the intensity is just, you know, you can, there's a tension there. Tension and pressure go hand in hand. But the hero knows This is like a magnetism. I must follow this path, and I'm. This is the thing that I must do, right? Or die trying, you know. Or die trying. That's part of of the the acceptance. Do or die.
1: Yeah, that's the acceptance. You know, at this point, our hero has really accepted that whatever's risen,
0: they're rising to the call at another whole other level and they are but but as you said we're also still outside the cave <laughs> right right all this is happening <laughs> this is all prepping right this is all the preparation right. right this is the preparation but it's another level of the preparation where all the bags are packed and zip tied and you know they're mm-hmm. ready right they've got right. their armor on and they're double checked they've got their scrolls and maps or they've got the visual rehearsal of like you know, kind of like a 007, like, you know, I'm going to enter from this exit and I'm going to, like, you know, spring up to the ceiling and I'm going <laughs> to crawl across over to the elevator whatever. All the crazy things that all these characters do in our stories. And we're like, you know, when we watch movies or shows like this, we watch it because that's us. That's us. Like, ooh, would I have climbed the ceiling like that? I don't know. You know, we feel that, but it it gets our kind of primal Instincts going, I think oh, we are awakening in this process. You're not asleep in your life at the approach. Oh, my heavens! Now you are wide awake, knowing that there are big steps that are life changing. Oh, and it, what's so amazing is just sitting
1: here with you and yeah. talking about it. Like, I get, I, I feel, I don't, I feel the tension mounting inside of me, but I have learned, and I, I would probably say you have too, that. It's, it's also, I have learned to embrace the excitement of that tension.
0: Great. There is an excitement that, that when you journey deeper into this, I mean, some people do this in different rounds. They have different story arcs. Right. But at these really culmination, well, we're, we're referencing these, like when Harry Potter, you know, duels against Voldemort and you know it's a do or die, one will not be left standing. Right. That's like the ultimate, the epitome of what we're talking about. It's just a great illustration. And I think that's when we're breaking, we're we're defeating the dragons inside ourselves. The ultimate Voldemort or dragon in some ways, in a metaphorical way, is inside us. We're overcoming the things that it looks like that is holding us back. Yes, right. So, so good. But we are. This is a total mental preparation. I would imagine we're talking all about movie characters and storybook characters, and we're going to get into some real life examples. But I'd imagine athletes feel this way. In, in you know, sometimes you're on a team and those things. But like, I'd imagine, like boxers, it's like you win or the other guy wins, right? right, right. They've they've got to have the same kind of energy that that mounts and they allow this awareness they they allow themselves to gear up and power up in the journey you you can't be kind of melancholy <laughs> You know, you see it in Frodo. I I haven't even watched that whole series, but if I've just seen movie posters about it, you can see there's, you know, he's like, oh, cute, and everything's green. It's all kind of leprechaun-y or (laughs) hobbit-like. I haven't even seen that movie yet. I'm, I'm due to see it over this holiday season, so I'll have more to say about that later. But you see at some point in the Lord of the Rings movies, at least the Lord of the Rings movies, you can see, you know, they're battered and bruised and they're bleeding. Their shirt's torn and they've they've been through some things i don't know what they've been through because i haven 't seen it yet, <laughs> but it 's a little different than their little hobbit house that's very cute and small and, and tiny and, and green <laughs> and earthy right There is something and and I think you would say at this point in the journey at the approach that night might be weary they 've already faced some enemies yes, yes they've already faced some tests right. You know they've already had their wrestling with the doubts and those still happen I think you mentioned it here the insecurities still flow through the hero in their approach but they get as that they, magnetism pulls draws them into this experience that they can't there's no turning back this event will happen it is happening they're stepping into meeting the challenge as it unfolds it's happening the insecurities are still there but somehow like you said when it's done well when it's done well the hero who's who's been gaining and growing these skills uses that tension and that pressure as a kind of strength and convert is converting it into courage is converting it into momentum is converting it into you know, a sense of empowerment inside, right? Well, and also I think it's important. I
1: just want to hop on before I forget and say that you you brought up, they've already been through a lot of tests on the journey, which has taken a lot of mental, emotional, and physical mm. energy. And so so when they reach this point right outside of the cave, they may be pretty depleted energetically and emotionally. And this is the time and the approach that they're going to re-energize, uh, recalibrate, review, right, right. Replenish, Re- replenish. Their that's,
0: stores, their tools, their yeah, exactly right. all that's going to. Their chi, right. Their life force, right, right, exactly. And so, you know,
1: um, they're they're getting ready for this for the ordeal. That's really the next the next step. And mm-hmm. so, this approach is such a preparation. And I'd really love to talk about sort of three real life examples that i think you and i can can get into and the first is i'm just reminded as we get into the energy of this yes. discussion i'm so reminded of working with men in prison and and the what i would the discussions that i would have with men who would come into my office when they had 3 months before their release So many of these men had been in, maybe they'd been in three years, five years, 10 years, some 15, some 20 years. And now they are three months Mm. to the door, right? right? And, you know, on the one hand, everybody would think how excited they are. They're ready to go. They've been in forever. They can't wait to get out there. But the truth is, is most all of the discussions I had three months before their release They were filled with anxieties, filled with fears, filled with insecurities. They were really questioning whether they even wanted to be released, believe it or not, Mm -hmm. because the pressure was mounting. The door was getting closer. And the world that they had been living in that provided structure, three meals a day, a
0: bed, they were told where to be and when, when lights are out. And they had their mentor. You were there. Right, yes. at that point in their journey, just before they were engaging the approach. Right. Right? Yes. So there's a lot of, I don't know if you, if they describe this, but mixed feelings. There's a lot of mixed feelings. So excited. Like the paradox of that is right. powerful. Yes. Of, you know, the mounting tension, the excitement, the fears, the doubts, all those things you know, wanting to step into this, wanting to step away still maybe from the journey or wishing that they could be saved at some level, but knowing they can't there's that, that just, it was like, it feels like a, to me, I've always seen this infinity symbol turned on its side. So it's like a sideways figure eight and there's an equal amount of tension on the, each side, right? And you might think that's the enemy or the foe or whatever it is, the thing that they have to face, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But much of that tension is going on inside the hero themselves. All the anticipated ways that this could play out and all the ways that they've shown up in their past, it's showing up in that sideways infinity symbol or figure eight. That's what an infinity symbol is, is a sideways figure eight, but there's an equal amount of tension pulling between them and and there's a mastery in in that in that powerful mm, tension mm, that's going on that's deep yeah
1: definitely and i i was thinking as you were as i was really feeling as you were talking in that 3 months to the door kind of feeling right not not only was it was it fear of of leaving kind of the safety and security and and, and the certainty of their life in prison to go out into the world again but it was also worried that there was tension around would something prevent them from leaving? Oh, so wow. So yeah, so there was often a lot of fear that that other inmates were gonna try to sabotage. They would be jealous and they would mm. try to sabotage. They try to get them in trouble. They try to set them up. They try to frame them so they had to do more time. I mean, right. I knew some men who would get themselves put in the segregation unit so that they wouldn't they would just be in the segregation unit. Nobody could touch them. Nobody could do anything to them in those last three months. Nothing could interfere Nothing with their Nothing could release. interfere with that.
0: Exactly. But also trying to minimize the tests and the enemies.
1: Yes. Right? Yes. Yes, exactly. Neutralize it almost.
0: Neutralize it almost, yeah. which, which is the center point in that infinity symbol of that tension. Yes, But it's very powerful. It's very powerful when you have that. And these are real life examples. These are real people who were facing this. And I, I don't know that you said this or quite this way, but some of what they were also thinking is, Do I have what it takes to maintain what I've learned on the outside? Yes. Will I sabotage myself out there? Will I be my own enemy, right? Or will I be an ally? How will I test myself out there, right? This looming door that's sitting in front of them, right? Mm.
1: Yes, I'm just in that remember that tension so well. And, um, you know, and, and currently I work in a in a residential wellness facility. And it's it's not that different. I mean, I'm sure if we were talking about like a rehab center, um, or even a spa or a residential wellness facility, like where I work now, it's actually not that different, because people will come for four weeks to, you know they'll they'll live there for four weeks, focusing mm-hmm. on their health, or eight weeks, or sometimes three months. Right. And I witness the same phenomenon as they get closer to their going home date. Right. They the pressure is mounting. Right. The fears and insecurity rise. Can I do this on my own? Can I, will I be successful at maintaining a healthy lifestyle without the structure that's given me that that I'm afforded here?
0: Right, And the mentor that's accessible to me in the way this mentor character really also comes in. You have to almost internalize what your mentor's messages have been for you, right? It's funny, you know, many, many people say to
1: me uh, before they leave, they say, you know, How can I put you in my pocket? Right.
0: (laughs) How can I I take you home? What would my mentor say? What would my mentor do? Because we're calling up in the tests of faith and the tests of our fortitude and the allies and the enemies. That's still coming with us. But again, if we reflect on this, the approach. We're outside the cave. The dragon is inside. We are at the release date from prison and life is outside. Right. Life can be the dragon, right? Right. Well, hundred percent. That is exactly right. It's life is life is the could be the ordeal that we're about to face. Correct. And and when people have had the, I mean, a lot of people wouldn't say it this way, but the people on the inside of the experiences, I've heard many of the men that you worked with in the prison system talk about that they needed to go to prison to get free. And in the structure of that system, there was a kind of safety that was created. A buffer from the life dragon that's out there looming and they were able to take these steps and go on the journey. But it is, there's a whole other level of living it and integrating it in real life, in real time. And so people who do go to residential facilities, it's almost like this kind of conversation should be happening, you know, in places like that. Even if somebody cocoons themselves and says, I'm going to take 12 months to change my life, they might do that in their own life, in their own house. But then they wanted to they're they're working towards becoming a world traveler. Right. That just is a metaphor. Do you know what I'm saying? And so even though they're not in prison. And they're not at a residential facility, but they put themselves on some kind of a program or the athlete who's getting ready for the Olympics, same kind of thing. There's a time frame that provides a little bit of a structure, but the question will always remain, can I do it in the actual Olympic race? Can I live the way that this wellness spa teaches me that I feel I'm resonating with it? I get it. I'm, I'm going to the classes. I'm going to the groups. I'm hanging out with allies in the journey they're doing their work but i will be the hero that re-enters my My life. life whether it's a week from now six months from now a year from now same thing for inmates and and the truth is it's for all of us because this is the human journey this is the human to soul journey but it's the heroic souls journey you know joseph campbell I don't want to segue, I'm not going to get too far off track, Lacey, but I will say there's the human aspects of this journey of the physical endurance, right? The mental fitness and toughness to go through these things, to discipline your thoughts and your feelings and your intentions to become a creator, right? Instead of being somebody that life happens to, that's all happening. You're reviewing some of this at the approach, Right. Right. But what is so amazing is this is that's the human aspects but there it goes beyond that into the heroic soul there's a soul inside too that's also trying to acclimate and integrate all of these things that you have physically learned through physical tests and emotional tests and spiritual tests and the different interactions you've had with the allies and the enemies and the mentors I mean it it is It is so universal. That's why I think I can hear this story in anybody's life journey. And Joseph Campbell distilled it to the hero's journey. And he talked in many layers of that in the way he spoke about it. I personally am always guided to speak an even broader lens of the heroic soul because there is this human that's having all these experiences and there's a soul presence inside that's also that has to integrate all that's happening and that is who we want in the driver's seat ultimately so when we're out outside the cave, when we're outside the door that's about to release and people who've been in prison, you know, maybe 10, 20 years. I mean, it's just incredible what that must be like for people like that. And that's part of our transformation talks that we intend to have more conversations with people experiencing that in their journey. But We all relate to these energies. There's parts of our muscles and our emotions that wire and fire just by watching a Harry Potter or a Luke Skywalker or hearing about your experience as the mentor and the facilitator of these experiences for men in prison. And you're also talking about people in this residential facility where they've had a nice structured environment where they can try on a different costume. They can try on a different way of seeing and being but it's still in a way kind of melded with the mentor it's still you know in the mentor's language and it it has to in this new empowered way has to become their own language has yes. to be their own way that they are oriented in their lives and they're reviewing that it's it's so powerful it is and you know i do um i do
1: a class called the leaving class right before people leave like oh. the thursday before they leave on saturday or sunday and in a, in a very small kind of micro-cosmic kind of way, yes. that leaving class is a place where I talk about, I, I, we are doing what we're talking about in the approach to the inmost cave, right? They're right. about to leave. Right. And the pressure's mounted and they're and they're expressing themselves, their concerns. Can I do this in the real world? What happens when I leave the safety of this bubble? Those kinds mm. of things. And I'm there to say, you've got this. You have spent weeks going to classes, learning new information, and gaining self-awareness gaining self-empowerment you are ready for this lifestyle style change and and you 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 got this mm. and that's what that leaving class is kind of about it's kind of it, again it's just sort of the micro cosmic uh way to describe the approach right you know in in a way kind of cool um hadn't thought about that but Right. You know the other thing I'm thinking about as we're talking is just one more example is is my own example or our example about my retirement which we bring up all the time in our podcast because it was such a huge decision to leave government service when I wasn't required to do
0: so. Right. It was a choice. It was a choice. And yet the pressure was there. Correct. So the squeezing was happening. But in 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 the way the world works, it looks like you weren't forced to do that. There was no ultimatum it, from the government. Because at 57, there would have been. Right. But in your circumstance, because you still had time left on the clock to be working, it was a choice to leave when you did versus leave later. And all those same things come up, right? And it tests your mind, body, spirit, fitness. It tests your mental fitness, your emotional fitness, your spiritual fitness, your physical fitness. To take that leap, to cross that bridge, to go through the cave door.
1: Right. And right? And, and we had so many uh, in the approach phase, right? The squeeze mm-hmm. was on, the journey was on. I mean, everything we've described... Uh, around coming to make this choice. And in the approach phase, we sat down and we reviewed plans. We recalibrated. We said, okay, so, so if we're going to do this on this date and that on that date, and what can we do to bring income in? And, you know, I had to leave the, uh, the, the safety of, of a
0: government job with a, with a consistent salary to, and the lenses that look at a steady paycheck and like the familiarity and the comfort of that. It invites you into this reviewing process and stepping deeper into it and then talking to mentors and people you sought out that also had already Retired, you know, they were some mentors in your journey of people and how they had successfully done it and the different financial planners and the different ways that they did it because not everybody does it the same way, it's still the similar calling, but everybody meets it in their own ways. So, yes, we you and I stepped through that very powerful process. And there's a point in which there's like, do you give notice of retirement? Which, you know, of course, people can imagine in like a state system or government system, it rolls out a whole bunch of a paperwork process that you are going to be processed out of service, right? Okay. There's a defining moment where you say, I am doing this. I am stepping through that door. Well, and I think it, it it's
1: also really important when I think about the pressure that's mm-hmm. mounting as we approach the cave here with respect to to the retirement decision. It's really important to say that, you know, to retire at the age that I retired, Knowing that I was going to have three kids in college, knowing that it was not about retiring and and sitting on a couch or putting myself out to pasture. This was about finding fulfillment in a different way and finding income in a different way. And I had to have faith that that would happen.
0: And part of what also generated a, st- a strength in your faith was having been through the earlier stages where the ordinary world of the job that you had been living very contentedly for many years by that point, that contentment was eroding. Yes. The pressure was mounting that there was a new experience inviting you, summoning you, calling you. And you once you were awake to the fact that you weren't as content or comfortable as you once were... The, it strengthens your faith when you will be real and authentic with yourself because there's a part of us in this journey, even at the approach, that might still have moments of like, but I could maybe turn back. But you, by that point, those thoughts come and you know that you can't. You're so far along in the journey. You have been fortified in your faith, in your strength, because you know you've grown so big. If there are like Willy Wonka doors here, There's like a really big door in front of you at the opening to the cave because that's the door that's the bigger picture vision that you're supposed to be walking through. And your ordinary world even though the door was like normal human size before, now it's shrunk way down to be a Willy Wonka door that no one can even <laughs> fit through anymore. It's like a, or an a, a Alice ma- in Wonderland well, door. It's a little, like exactly, or a little mouse door, right? right? Mouse, right. There's <laughs> no way you can fit back. You might look back at that for just a second and say, yeah. oh, but but that life, but you've that pressure, you know you can only open the doors forward. It's like if there was some cosmic magnetism, which I think there is, but a lot of people don't see or feel it, that you can you can look back or you can look in the rearview mirror, but in the hero's journey at this stage, you actually, your feet can only move forward. They can't move back. There's something that happens at these deeper stages. And I do think your fears can strengthen your faith because they become seeds of courage, That you're calling up now while you're checking and doing inventory and reviewing and going through your battle plans or your strategies or your blueprint for these next steps of how you're going to implement what this is, at least to the best of your ability, as you step into more of this special world and this unknown and this ordeal that you must meet we get excited because we know those seeds of fear do begin to convert transform alchemize even into seeds of faith and strength and courage until you're at the precipice like that you think there's no way that's converting into you know strength and fortification mm-hmm. right, right. But it does. It does in those who step up and stand in that truth and stand in that power. And they stand in, this, in the sacredness of the journey that they're in. And they know that bigger things, great things, scary things. That sounds like Harry Potter. That, <laughs> Dumbledore. <laughs> no, it's the it's the wand shop man oh, who yeah. talks about the wand that ends up being a feather that was in... Voldemort's wand is the same bird and feather that's in Harry's wand, and those are the those are the enemies, right? That's the duality in that show. And they say he talks about Voldemort, and he said, Yes, he was a great wizard. He did terrible things, but he was great. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't want to necessarily talk about terrible things, but there is a dragon. There's going to have to be some physical fitness. There's going to have to be some agility. There's well, going to have to be all those things. But trusting the greatness is happening as you enter the cave and that unfolds and you see versions of you and, and, and instincts and abilities and skills and aptitudes that you didn't know you had on the other side of the door, which is where you're standing now at the approach. A bigger, better you is inside the cave. well, and another okay, so we'll metaphorize that. I don't know if
1: that's a word, but I like it We're gonna, it. Go We're with gonna it. metaphorize that into the notion that the the dragon is guarding a treasure
0: yes, right and right. we are
1: the treasure. We have the treasure inside of us, and it's slaying the dragon that will a- allow us access to to the treasure and the rewards and the, really the transformational alchemy, the self-growth that is, that, that has happened, that has begun, began when we embarked on this journey, right? And that is now culminating in the next steps of the ordeal. And we, we, we have faith, we have faith, we have unwavering faith. There's no turning back, there is now facing this dragon. And here's where I want to go. This, is, this may be a little too deep for listeners. But for me, it could make me cry, when I'm at the approach, I'm facing the cave, I know the dragon's inside, I'm not pinning my hopes on anything, but yes. I am trusting with complete faith in highest good. Meaning, if I die while I fight this dragon,
0: mm. then
1: that's okay too. Because my soul will move on to where it needs to go. And I believe that that is what was meant to happen. But I also know that there is a power on the other side once I have slain that dragon. Mm. And I have used all the skills that there is a deep treasure waiting for me. And then I can bring that treasure. I can bring that treasure back. Yes. And I can share it with others, which is? really what I feel like you and I do day in and day out. Mm. You know, we have we have slain our own dragons individually, together. We have journeyed uh, through some really unbelievable, challenging times. We've been in many caves. We've mm. slayed many dragons now. Yes. And now the changed people that we are are the mentors today for others. Mm. You know?
0: And that's where ultimately... As you that's a lot of that's a lot of just powerful energy because it's a lived experience you just expressed you speak from a place of knowing and experience versus theory and that's so much a part of this hero's journey. I think we watch a lot of these movies or listen to other people's incredible stories of things that people have done, the men in your programs who have done this work and released and gone on to do incredible things. And they are incredible people, right? We are so inspired by those stories. I stand next to them. You and I both stand next to them and the people that you work with. And I stand next to the people that I work with, right? Because... We all have this calling. We all have this energy inside us. And then we all come back in the return in our own ways and we share it, right? We share the messages and we plant the seeds for others who are just beginning and they've just gone to signpost number one, where they're leaving the ordinary world. And it is a miraculous experience, but that's where fire becomes our friend. Dragons become our friends. Fear becomes our ally instead of our enemy. The doubts and the insecurities become the pebbles in the path that we must walk. It builds the bridge for us if we will trust that it will do that inside us. And we are lacking many conversations about this which is was part of the impetus and the inspiration for wholesale school and foundation in the first place there are many messengers out there of all kinds of topics and themes and things in the world obviously just look at the internet today it's just a super highway of information but this still is a pretty narrow pathway Not everybody steps into the hero's journey and steps into it knowingly. And I am a believer that in the new education of like cultivating and raising new generations of children, but almost reparenting and reorienting adults in their own lives, that they need to go on their own hero's journeys as if they were in a kind of way in kindergarten learning a new way for themselves. To come through messengers like us and to come through many messengers that we know, that podcast with us and the different different conversations that we have here, th- there's a strength and there's a faith in knowing that fire that's meant for you, that has your name on it in the cave. No one else can neutralize that fire and that dragon but you because that's your dragon. It's unique to you and the special heat that it is it's just for you. What's your dragon in the cave, Lacey, now may not be my dragon. Right. It's your unique dragon. Right. Right? And mine, it's the same. And the right. people that you work with and anybody listening to that, you, whoever's listening to this right now, you have your own dragons. And those dragons lay eggs. <laughs> And those eggs grow up to be new dragons, right? And we gather the strength from the journeys successively, cumulatively, to embrace another approach. You and I still have approaches. Right, absolutely. We still have in most caves because there's lots of nooks and crannies inside us of dragons and dragon eggs (laughs) that are hatching in these times to help us birth into the best versions of ourselves, right? Mm. And that's why I see with positive anticipation, even if there's tremblings or tremors or uncomfortable tension and pressure of some fear, that happens too. But there's something that you know, it would be a stretch for some people to say exhilarating. But when you get in this energy and you watch these movies and you, you're, you you know, cheering on these characters, right, that are taking on darkness, they don't know if they're going to make it through, but they certainly will die trying, right? And and I will add this and then maybe I know we might need to round this out, but there's this energy of dying to ourselves as we make the approach. We are at a deeper determination, going into the inmost cave, determined that we will face whatever dragon, whatever energies on the other side of that door. And when we step through there, our life will change because we will meet this ordeal head on. But we are also leaving behind the former versions of ourselves that cannot pass through that, the cave to that door, to that ordeal, to that experience. Because as you go through there, that door will shrink and it will become a little Willy Wonka door and it'll be like a little mouse door. And you're not a little mouse anymore. When you step into this cave, you're stepping into the bigger version of yourself and you grow forward with that. And that's that positive anticipation that we've been through these doorways before ourselves and together in our own ways. And we all live this now and we are messengers of this. So this is a powerful conversation. There are many layers to the approach for all of us and it doesn't all look the same. But if you listen, if you really listen There are elements that are the same for you, Lacey, that's the same for me, that's the same for the people that you coach and work with, right? And anybody listening to this, anyone, anywhere in the world, some of these things are universal and we can hear ourselves in other people's journeys. That's why we have these podcasts and that's why the conversation is the education. Because people can tap into that which is themselves in anyone telling these stories because they'd say, that's me. I see myself in them. Why do we cry tears or why do we get so emotional in these stories? Or we connect with these characters because it's us, that's us. Right. And there's more to the story. There's more to the journey that we will continue to talk about. But with the examples of the courageous, courageous men that you worked with and I would also include their family members because yes. they went through changes themselves a lot of people that you knew the families of these men who made these changes many people and their families also were summoned to some version of change in their own lives oh yeah i want to acknowledge all of them and i want to acknowledge all the people in you know the people's lives of who we've directly worked with but who we communicate with through these podcasts we are all changing we are all going to be at that door, whether we've already been there or we will be there again. This is life on planet Earth. And the more we can learn this language and get comfortable with the approach and get comfortable with this determination and we're going to another version of ourselves, and we're dying to the previous versions of ourselves that we thought we were, right? It's powerful.
1: So powerful. And I, I, I mean, I couldn't have summed up that any better (laughs) you catch totally captured the energy of the entire thing and and especially the approach to the to the inmost cave so i'm excited next month we will actually be stepping into what's called the ordeal right right. that's the i think it's the eighth stage on the hero's journey and that is really the 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 culmination of it of, of it all um is is that ordeal and i won't I won't go yeah, into that now. But it's going to be a yeah. powerful
0: conversation. And it it's it's interesting that that'll be in December 2021. Yes. It'll, 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 it'll round, round out, out the, the year, year yep. in this way. And part of the reason we name these podcasts also by the month is that people can say, oh, I remember they were talking about that around Halloween or around December. So again, you can mark this conversation around October, November, December cluster of podcasts that we've done with Fireside Chats, where the energy and the fire. Is really mounting, and in the northern hemisphere here in the United States, we are kind of these crimson colors. We've got the yellows, oranges, and reds at the same time that the fire is really rising in the passion of this work and the purpose behind this work to liberate ourselves from ourselves. So we thank everybody for joining us, Lacey. Thank you. Thank you for the wisdom and the stories and you know the insights that you have, and that's what we want want to offer to our listeners. If you're listening to this, these messages are meant for you right? Wherever you are in your life experiences, it could even be part of that deeper preparation that you don't even know is going on, but you're going to have this awareness that you tuned into a podcast like this and gosh, it's somehow going to be perfect in your journey. So we thank you for joining us. We invite you to visit us at our website at wholesoulschoolandfoundation.org. You can find us on your favorite social media platforms, including Spotify and Apple iTunes. You can always tune in on audio podcast on your, on many of your favorite platforms, so look for us at Whole Soul School or Whole Soul School and Foundation. I also want to say, too, um, it's important when you go
1: to our website to sign up for our newsletter because it is the newsletter that comes out once a month. And in that newsletter, Marie does an amazing job of including all of the uh, all of the audio and video recordings of our podcast that particular month. They the are all in the, the previous month. They're all located in that newsletter in one place.
0: Right? Yeah, it's it's really it's just a beautiful way to connect in if you've missed it and it easily comes to your inbox. I know I'm, we're all subscribed to different newsletters and offerings. But there is something nice about things like this. If you find this uplifting, you don't have to go and find it, the email will come to you. So we do invite you to sign up there. And so we thank you for joining us and we hope everybody had a, if you were in the United States, had a beautiful Thanksgiving holiday and we see in the month coming up, it's a season of blessings. It's a season of family. It's a season of festivities. It's a season of celebration and connection for a lot of people worldwide. And And, and endings of a year. Right. Right. And endings and beginnings. Yes. Right. Because every ending is a new beginning. Yes. And so there's a lot of energy in our world at this time. Everybody can feel that. And we can also, in the hero's journeys, as we continue to shift the lenses and the perceptions through which we see, we can see this next month, these these, these next few weeks, and this time on the planet that we're all experiencing as a blessing-filled time, even as we are stretched as these modern-day heroes in a rising hero's journey. We can find the blessings amidst the challenges of the journey in these times, too. And we would invite everybody to be conscious of that uh, in these next weeks as we move through our days and we live our lives. So we will see you next month. And we, you know, we're just so grateful for your presence in these conversations. Blessings, everyone.